Put up the two black spheres, Ford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's terrifying. Um, yeah, that's happening. So I'm going to close Booyah. out of that and, and hope it's still going. And if it is, great. And if it's not, I'll cry about it some other time. <sighs> and now I'm going to breathe for a second because I, you know, I'm testing out some new stuff. This is not in my captain repertoire. And now, and now, friends, welcome aboard the Funny Boat Podcast. <laughs> ahoy, ahoy, I am Captain Boomies, your host. And with me, as always, is the broker with the beard, Mr. Ed Pickering. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, Captain Boomies. How about yourself? Yeah, well, I'm pretty good, but I heard you made another giant boat sale <laughs> you jerk I hate you. it's it's been a good month it has been a good <laughs> uh, it's so funny because people keep telling me the boat thing it, boats are slowing down the industry's slowing down but like everything i see coming from you is like no it's not slowing not, down. not i'm hey i'm gonna ride this wave till the shore i can tell you that <laughs> <laughs> I was always really bad at like boogie boarding and body surfing. I don't know if I'd be any... I love uh, I love boogie boarding. Hate... That was my thing. Mm. <laughs> Good grief. Good grief. Well, um uh, so I just want to give some updates real yeah. quick. Uh, our last episode uh, oh man, I first of all, I loved the episode with um, Oh, Jeremy and Yeah, Jeremy and Missy. With... Fantastic. Oh my God, the, they were so oh. funny. They were so adorable. I'm so excited about that. Um, and then our next episode was you and me in Possers in Annapolis. <laughs> and that was a great and ambitious thought that we had to go do some guerrilla podcasting. <laughs> um, and let me not recommend it ever again because the audio is so hard. I may never actually publish that episode. Well, I uh, or I might put it behind, you know, right. some kind of deep, dark wall <laughs> that you have to email me directly to ask me about it. Um, and if you want to do that, go ahead. Um, I'm at Captain Boomies on everything. Or you can bother the broker with the yeah. beard. He's also out there on the Internet doing all kinds of crazy things. But speaking of guerrilla podcasting. Yes. Tell us. Speaking of guerrilla podcasting, I am so excited because we we do actually have. I mean, I'm gonna get in trouble by saying this, but one of my favorite podcasters, indeed, absolutely, with joining us today, and that is Mr. Jeffrey Wedding. His podcast is the Shooting the Breeze podcast. I've been on it. Um, a bunch of folks that I'm obsessed with have been on it. He's been doing it so much longer and harder than we have. Uh, so you better respect the heck out of him. Absolutely. Um, and uh, without uh, have you have you met Jeff before? I have no not idea. in person. I haven't met him in person. Uh, one of the first sailing podcasts I listened to uh, was. Captain Jeffrey Wedding, uh, and we actually, <laughs> well, where he and where I live is actually not too far as far as Eastern Shore standards go. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, without without further ado or whatever, and let's toss some lines and uh, let's get Captain Jeffrey Wedding. Welcome aboard the Funny Boat Podcast. We are so freaking excited to have you here. Ahoy, ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> it's contagious. Oh, my God. 
Thank you for letting me torture you with this. Oh, um, yeah. Oh. Yes, I am Captain Jeffrey Wedding. You can see on my shirt, makes me a captain. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, you know, actually going to school and, like, taking classes and having on-the-water experience, all you have to do is say, I'm the captain now, and, you know, you're captain. <laughs> oh, no, you did. You actually did the hardest part, which is buying a boat. <laughs> buying a boat. I bought four boats. <clears throat> <laughs> in yeah. my career <clears throat> and you know some people say you know you can only ever have one boat well you know you get three foot itis then you end up with another boat and then you got to sell one and then get... i've actually almost broken even <laughs> almost paid <laughs> money for potentially on uh, my what? boat sales <laughs> Are you sure you're not a customer of mine? Well, I was going to say, I, mean, I need to be a broker, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it so much. Ugh. Well, thank you for having me. This sounds like a very cool concept. And, uh, you know, you have to be a trained professional to gorilla podcast. <laughs> I'm working on it. Good Lord. I am. I'm. Oh, I had all the microphones and I still couldn't get clean audio out of that. Right, it was right. pretty wild. I don't know. You must have spent forever cleaning up some of the audio at the boat show. But uh, I tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your boat show podcasts are my absolute favorite, though, because you just. You, you hit everybody, everybody I'm excited to see and everybody I'm excited to hear from. You just nail them right. all in your podcast. Mm. And I get I get so pumped every time. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, like, oh, my cool. God, like, you got was... to meet that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of the, the original concept was, you know, originally I started out telling stories from my, my boat club there, Hanses Point Yacht Club. Because yeah. I sat on the porch enough times and sat around the fire enough times hearing people the guys that were, you know, older than me had a lot more experience talking about their sailing trips. And you can't imagine, you know, it's just a little yacht club on the Northeast River. You know, it's no consequence to anybody except the people that are there. But people that are from our yacht club have sailed around Cape Horn, you know, gone out and done the, the ocean kind of cruising that everybody else talks about. But they also did the uh, master of your own domain race. Uh, which Ooh. would leave out of Hanson's Point Yacht Club and sail around the Susquehanna Flats. And anybody who knows Ooh. the Susquehanna Flats knows the north part of that channel is not marked at all. Uh -uh. <laughs> I hate it. And, uh, I absolutely would, hate you know, it. They used, to do, uh, they used to do a bridge and back race, which would leave out of Hanson's Point, go down to the Bay Bridge, turn around and come back. Uh, all in one shot. You know, we've done the Sippy Cup race now out of there. They they stopped doing that, but um, you know, Dobbs is Suzanne from Walden Rigging set that race up because they were out there one day and said, There's somebody else in a small twenty two foot boat. Let's race to the bridge. <laughs> okay, you know, when you get two boats out there, what is it? It's a race. So they started <laughs> sipping up. <laughs> Well, let's... they're pointed in the same direction, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> let's back up so, for a yeah. second, though, because yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, Mr. Mr. Wedig here is a sailor. Let's let's be 100 percent clear. He he goes out oh, yes. with canvas yeah. and a keel and he makes yeah. things happen with wind. <clears throat> and Ooh, not wind. all yes. of our listeners do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So I come at it. A sailing perspective. Yeah. Sure. So, like a race, <laughs> if for those that are uninitiated in sailing, is uh. <laughs> a little is is just a tiny bit different. It's um, 
it requires you to know what the heck you're doing, which is why I'm impressed that you do as much racing as you do. Um, right. And then you do some podcasting on the side, which is super weird of you. And I'm <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Well, I always wanted to feel like I was uh, part of the community. And then that just goes way back, you know, to being like, uh, I managed bands for a while. I had friends that were in bands. And I used to take pictures like before podcasting and all that stuff when it was still kind of novel that you could take a digital camera to a show, take pictures of the show, and then actually upload those to the interwebs, <laughs> <laughs> you know, before it was right. all in your hand, you know, in your pocket. <laughs> I used to do that stuff. And it was mostly just because I wanted to be able to like, hey, I like your band. I think your songs are really cool. I think you're, you know, you're a cool guitar player or whatever. I'm going to take pictures of your band and kind of just so I could feel included. Mm. You know what I mean? And uh, that's kind of how the podcast started. Actually, the podcast came, started in 2013 is when I actually started recording. And I had wanted to do it in 2010. I was doing some writing for, uh, there was this website out there called examiner.com. And their big theory was they're going to have local kind of newspaper experts write articles about whatever their little, whatever their subject matter was. And then they were going to put it up to the regional edition. So I was out of working out of Harrisburg. And, you know, I got paid like $2 for an, uh, an article or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm just writing about things that are happening at the yacht club, kind of races that I find out about or whatever sailing related stuff I could I could come up with. And uh, at the time, I was like, you know, I, I would really like to do a podcast because I'd gotten into podcasting like in 2005 with Kevin Smith and film spotting and uh, some NPR shows that were being released as podcasts. And uh, unfortunately, I lost my job. <laughs> Therefore, buying the $200 recorder was not going to be in the right. cards <laughs> in 2010. Uh, so it took me until 2013 to kind of get my stuff together. And then I had to learn about uh, WordPress, putting together websites. How do you get this thing on the Internet? Like there wasn't YouTube was just starting out. Um, you know, there wasn't like this quick and easy fix on how to get a podcast out there. So you kind of had to learn all about it. And uh, so I got that rolling in 2014 is when I first started the podcast. And like I said, it was all trying to be stories that I had heard at the Yacht Club. But then the Spring Boat Show was coming around. I'm like, well, I can go to the boat show and, and maybe I can interview people. <laughs> <laughs> and I had read, I didn't know Andy Shell, but I had read an article he did in Spin Sheet. And, you know, I'm sitting around the clubhouse like in December, or January, in the middle of winter, you know, reading a Spin Sheet article. And he talked about having a small house and a, and a small boat as opposed to, like, having a big boat or a big house. You know, they were living in Lancaster. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> living in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is where I'm from, where I just moved away from. And then I kind of dug a little deeper and I friended him on Facebook and found out that he was from Reading. But he was in Annapolis all the time because his dad had a boat there and he, he worked on the woodwinds and he was doing this pot sailing podcast and I had just started my podcast. I'm like, dude, we should meet up. So we met up with him at the uh, Spring Sailboat Show that year in 2014. And he had his dad's boat, Sojourner, there. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like the start of the whole kind of getting into the community as to, as opposed to me just sitting around my yacht club with a recorder. Now I was kind of interviewing him. I was interviewing other vendors at the boat show. And then just through that kind of association, because his podcast really took off. Oh, yeah. And he's in the business, you know what I mean? So he's got access to, like, 
big names and, and really important people. But just because I had him on my podcast and I could say, hey, I know Andy Shell, we both do podcasts. So I was able to interview like Paul and Cheryl Shard from Distant Shores and kind of really get into that kind of groove with people. Just And once I started interviewing people, I got up into like episode maybe 15 or 20. Like I, I kind of had imposter syndrome for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I still do at times, you know what I mean? It's like, what am I doing? Why am I the one talking to these people or whatever? Uh, but after I'd done it a handful of times, uh, I just got more comfortable doing it and reaching out, and it just kind of went from there, you know? That's And then the big October sailboat show, like the really big sailboat oh, yeah. show happened, you know? And well. uh, I had already done some recording at the, the previous one uh, the year before, and it was kind of weird how the podcast rolled out because the first couple episodes were from my yacht club, but I had already inter- done these interviews from the boat show the previous fall and didn't put them out until like episode five or six, you know, but you, you know, like you were saying with the recording, like I didn't have my windscreen on, and I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> you know, they're looking at me like I'm crazy because I got this, this microphone sticking in their face. They didn't really know what a podcast was. <laughs> so it didn't really gel until like the second year, you know, when I kind of got into a groove and was able to do it uh, every other week. I did almost two a month for probably five or six years. So now I'm down to about one a month just because my work schedule's changed and things are different but yeah i appreciate uh you know the grill of podcasting and i could do better <laughs> at it you know I actually every now and then somebody will write back ah, i didn't really like that episode because you couldn't hear so and so and it's like you know you're sitting in in the cabin of a boat and like i don't have my i have a bunch of external microphones that i don't really carry around with me so if, if i don't have them with me i gotta just rely on my one handheld recorder and it doesn't it does pick up the room but then you know, somebody sitting over here, somebody sitting over there, it doesn't quite uh, come over the the best. You know what I mean? Right. This is all very <laughs> so helpful, by through. the way. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm learning a lot notes. right now. <laughs> right. And you have to hit record. And then you also can't delete the files off the thing before you transfer. Oh, God. I'm so We did scared. hit record, right? We did do that? <laughs> oh, yes. No, I'm good. Wait. Oh, you know what? I should have done that. <laughs> oh. It, you know, Jeff, it's it's funny because um, I have that same connection with Andy. He grew up sailing out of my parents' marina oh, okay. in Rock Hall. And it's like full circle, our booth for, for my brokerage that I work for mm-hmm. and his booth were right next to each other this fall. Oh, wow. I can't believe I didn't bump into you. I did bump yeah, into yeah. To somebody else, um, <clears throat> Captain <laughs> Boonies, at the show. <laughs> Well, when we were at the Lats and Nats party, we got to <laughs> say yeah, hi. I'm very popular. <laughs> the sequence yeah. pulled me in. Yes. <laughs> but sure this, she was this is fantastic. You, well. You've had everybody on your podcast. He's had everybody Every- on his podcast. But he's had everybody that uses Canvas to get around. And this is where I feel like you and I are going to, you know, differentiate yeah. ourselves. Because I don't... <laughs> I don't um, What's the word I'm looking for? I'm not prejudiced against oh. motorboaters. <laughs> I should stop drinking. <laughs> right, right. That was a hard thing to find in my brain just then, and I'm sorry. Right. Right, right. Well, just, you know, I have been on powerboats before. One of my best friends, Jim still has a pontoon boat but he spent you know 15 years running uh jet boats around the susquehanna river 
and then uh, you know, I finally got him to come down to the bay on his pontoon boat, which he spent the first five years just going to Canal Days, basically, over at Chesapeake City. until <laughs> <laughs> so they put the kibosh on that whole thing. But, yeah, I finally got him into sailing. I sold him my old boat. Now he sold that and bought a 38-foot boat. So, you know, he's been converted. But he still has the pontoon boat, and they do serve their functions well during, like, uh, social gatherings, like July 4th, when you can all get <laughs> on the pontoon boat and go hang out, you know. There you go. Nice. Look, I think the pontoon boat is the most perfect boat ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have any idea how Cold little weather, maintenance they have to do? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so little man. <laughs> yep. But yep. I, I mean, so the thing that fascinates me though is is sailors love your podcast. They are obsessed with it because you have gotten to talk to some hardcore sailors. But the boaters, like the motorboat people, unless you're doing the weird formula uh, cigarette boats or mm-hmm. some of these very high tech monsters, nobody really knows anybody who's doing any boating unless they're doing fishing mm-hmm. and if i'm 100 percent honest i don't i don't fish <laughs> <laughs> just for compliments i just right? i'm not i don't fish i don't really like i like eating fish <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's a mm. thing i'm gonna What's get right? um, up for yeah <laughs> Well, and that's why there's three magazines out of Annapolis. One's called Spin Sheet for Sailors. Then there's Prop Talk for Power Boaters. And yeah, then there's Fish Talk. Fish Talk, yeah. Fishermen, because <laughs> not all fishermen boat, you know what I mean? Just to be honest with you. Mm. And, you know, not all motor boaters fish mm. or sailors fish. But, uh, it's all based on the important part here, I think, is the water. Yeah. Thank you. Water is what really brings everybody together. Sunsets, uh, you know, just being, connecting with nature and you know, I mean, I, I understand people want to go fast on their sailboats and their motorboats for the exhilaration, I guess. But at the end of the day, you're at an anchorage or you're on a mooring or you're at the marina and you're sipping a cocktail or you're having some coffee or you're chilling out. You're just relaxing in nature, on the water and having a good time. And that's kind of the most important part. I love it. You're Boom. so much better at this than I am. Why is that? <laughs> well, okay. So one of the things that I've been trying to uh, create a video about recently is the fact that power boaters hate sailboaters and sailboaters hate power boaters. Um, but you're making it sound like there's less animosity than I imagine there to be. The only time I hate motor boaters is when they wake the hell out of you for no reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, especially at a quiet anchorage. And people ask me all the time, what's your favorite episode that I've ever done? And one of them is episode 11. And it's more for the storytelling. But as I recall, I was sitting down interviewing Matt and Carrie, who are from our boat club. Because Matt and Carrie went through the derecho in 2011 on their boat Ooh. in the Sassafras River. <clears throat> and almost died because of it, basically, you know. Uh, but as we're sitting there trying to tell this story, we're sitting outside of Lloyd's Creek, and, like, you can hear it in the in the episode. Oh, here come the, the, the jet boaters. Here come the, the you know, whatever. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> right, personal watercraft, beware. You know, here they come. You know, and there's, like, 10 sailboats anchored together and they're like weaving in and out between them. And, and, you know, that's the kind of stuff that really gets me annoyed after a while. Or, you know, you're going up the channel and, and, uh, you know, here comes a boat and, you know, 
it's fine to be 25 feet from me. You know what I mean? I, I've got two words for you. Potato you know. gun. No. <laughs> You're going to get in yeah, so yeah, much yeah. trouble, Pickering. I'm not. <laughs> well, but all, in all honesty, it's like it's the disrespect, not necessarily the sailors, but just other boaters. Um, you know, the one of the worst offenses I could I can think of because it almost really affected me and my buddy. We're in our mooring field at Hans's Point Yacht Club, right? We have buoys on either end of the mooring field that say no wake zone, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm moored up here. My buddy's boat is whatever, 50 feet this way. And we're getting in my dinghy to go to his boat. And I turn my engine on and I come around the backside of my boat and shit you not, a cigarette boat doing about 50 miles an hour cut between his boat and my boat and oh, wow. almost hit God. us and it's we're in the middle it's not like we're on the edge of the mooring field we're in the mooring field you know what i mean and this guy thinks it's cool to go on plane you know however fast he was going through this mooring field and that's a quick way to yeah. kill people you know what i mean we were literally 12 feet from getting run over mm. by this guy and he didn't blink an eye he was gone didn't see it, didn't know, had no idea. You know what I mean? And that's at the root of that, I think, you know, it's like you're a credit card captain. There's just as many credit card captains in sailing as there is on powerboats. But, you know, a credit card captain bouncing through the mooring field at, at a half a knot. You know what I mean? And I think that and, you know, like, people there's a shipping channel right there's a channel that all the boats have to go on that are deep boats right going up and down the northeast river and you know here's a guy who probably just bought his boat last summer he's got his three kids and they're you know doing a pulling the, the tube behind them they're tubing in the channel you know so the kids fall off the tube and he's like, oh, I'm just going to gun it this way. And it's like, here, they're literally like 20 feet in front of us. These kids are flopping around in the water. And now I'm sailing. I got to, like, try and avoid these 10-year-old kids or whatever in the, in, the, in the channel. You know, and it's like, there's the entire Susquehanna Flats is over there. <laughs> you know, it's four feet deep from here as far as the eye can see. Just go over there. You know, get out of the shipping channel. And But they're just, I don't know if it's... There's not, uh, I know like the power squadron has classes and everybody's supposed to have a boater's card or whatever that they've done the safe boating thing, but I don't know that that's the kind of stuff that they're actually teaching people, you know what I mean? And yeah. it, to me, it's just common sense, but it's like, come on, please, you know, figure it out. So anyway, I think that's where some of the annoyance really comes in is just not respecting other people's like area, you know what I mean, of operation and and just kind of the, oh, who cares? You know, I'm just going to go over here, you know. So I think that's part of it. For me, anyway, that's like the big thing. Uh, you, I feel like you nailed it. You, you totally hit all of the things that people tell me all the time. But you're also a sailor. And um, as a sailor, I got to tell you, power butters hate you right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's because we don't get out of the way fast. No, right? you know. <laughs> No, you know what it is? And we have the right of way half the time anyway, you know what I mean? It's it's actually that it's this concept of right of way that's the problem. Mm. So the yeah. the right of way is the problem where sailboaters are like, "Well, I have the right of way." And the reality is they're actually 
uh, what's sometimes referred to as the burdened vessel, mm. meaning they are required to maintain their course and speed to the best of their ability. But here you are, right. the sailboat tacking back and forth in the channel, and right. that is not right. yep. maintaining your yeah. course and speed. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's confusing yeah, yeah. for a power I mean, boater it, that doesn't understand it requires, when and why you're doing what you're doing. You're doing, yeah, yeah. I mean, it requires cooperation and common sense, and you got to realize if there is a, a boat under sail, you know, they can only go certain ways. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, they don't go the right way. There's a limit. They're either going <laughs> yeah, to be laid over to their side or they're going to be sitting there stationary, not going anywhere. You know? No. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely just a, a give and take between everybody. But it, I think education is key. Not that I knew everything. You know, I had a powerboat squadron class in 2005 when I first bought my first boat. You know, it was a night class three hours a week for like five weeks or something like that. <clears throat> and they teach you how to tie a bowline and this is the freeboard and that's the transom and this is aft and you know some of the rules <laughs> of the road but again I don't know that they're teaching common sense necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> Wait they actually taught you how to tie knots? That's really cool. I didn't know that. We had a guy and it, it was annoying to me because I, I am uh, let's say I'm, I'm not challenged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's I'm so sorry. Very it takes me a little while to figure out how to tie a bow, and to this day, I've been doing this for 17 years. The rabbit. Years. Uh, he was there with a, a bite line, and he was making knots so quick that we're like, we're all sitting there, like, what's going on? <laughs> what was that? What did you do? You know? And uh, it was almost, it was ridiculous, because nobody, I think some people knew how to do a bowling at the end of the, the class, but uh, yeah, it's, those things where it's just, I got to stop and think about it. Be like, oh, the rabbit goes around here, and then it goes there. So, at, 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 when I was taught, it was, I had a bosun, uh, uh, old Navy bosun, and he would always say, there are no rabbits at sea. <laughs> there are no there rabbits at sea. Listen, I don't know if... Uh... There are a hundred percent some really fluffy, weird white things. So like, <laughs> uh, he's wrong. He's just it wrong. How many mushrooms? <laughs> eat, you know what I mean? Uh, you know whether it's your guests and their their weird white powder or. <laughs> like... well, that was more in the seventies. <laughs> Oh my god, so that's actually one of my favorite things is uh, boat decor based on era. Like, it's all uh, white in the 80s. It's amazing. <laughs> I heard, uh, I just saw a thing on Facebook where uh, seafood, the boat from uh, Caddyshack is somewhere yeah. in Maryland. Well, Wharton Creek. Wharton, Wharton Creek, Creek Marina. Of course the broker knows where it is. <laughs> you scratched my anchor. <laughs> it's my backyard. I'm going to go put a sign on it tomorrow. No, <laughs> no I'm not. <laughs> I love Perfect. that. That's too fun. Well, I think, uh, you know, you, we speak of uh, days of yore. I think, uh, you know, it's the 70s because I grew up in the 70s and I kind of remember a little bit of it. But it's just amazing that a lot of the boats and you know we're talking Hanson's Point Yacht Club kind of a do-it-yourself yacht club I would say the majority of the boats are from the 70s and 80s and then it kind of progresses from there you know what I mean we do have a handful of newer boats but 
plaid. Well, can we can we talk about uh, yacht clubs for a second though? Because sure. I feel like even yacht clubs are sort of a sailor specific thing, and power boaters are less likely to be members of yacht clubs than than sailors are. I think are. that is true. We call ourselves a yacht club, although there's not too many yachts around. Are they going to be upset that you're talking about them? Like, <laughs> uh, well, let's say there, there's yacht clubs, then there's yacht Pinkies clubs. Pinky's up. Yes, Uh, we are at the bottom league of that whole thing. (laughs) Then you go up from there, you go up to like the Northeast River Yacht Club, which is more of a yacht club than we are. But let's not even talk about the one you're very familiar with. Don't, don't say, (laughs) don't mention the beast. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm kind of what's funny is they are one of the most laid back yacht clubs that i've been involved with in my professional career um they're uh, they're very into their sailing they're very into their sailing community i love that they support the uh women's chesapeake bay yacht racing association Uh team racing i need all of those words sorry I love that they support that, which is super cool because I get to hang out with very exciting women sailors when I go there. Um, but it, the surprise factor is, while it's the most fabulous facilities, the most beautiful yacht club, the most beautiful uh, venue you could imagine, and fantastic yeah. vessels, they still are sort of low-key sailor types. Um, as opposed to some other yacht clubs that other, I've had yes, to <laughs> that I've had to participate in, um, I'm sure. which are a little more intense. Well, I've always said that, and I, this would apply, I think, to boaters across the okay. board, but definitely sailors. Uh, you know, my first trip on a sailboat was my my friend Tom on his 26 foot McGregor from like Ooh. 1982. That was uh, you know all cracked up, <laughs> had like nine. Sorry, no, I need to stop you for just a second. Let me explain what a McGregor is for a second. A (laughs) McGregor is the most trailerable sailboat, and I hate to call it a sailboat because it is hardly that. (laughs) (laughs) I know it technically is, but it doesn't quite look like one. There's no, like, sexy sweeping lines. There's Mm -hmm. no... And yet, she'll chooch. She'll go like she oh, yeah. make it happen so i yeah, can't yeah. really what? fault the mcgregor <laughs> right. but i know them when the i most... see them <laughs> yeah it is the most basic uh sailboat that you can get uh in a lot of regards they were from the west coast and they came up with some crazy ideas over the years <clears throat> but uh yeah the mcgregor 26 i mean literally he had like one little small car battery looking thing with a bunch of like three wires, you know, that's about it. You know, this light over there and that light over there, and then maybe one up on the mast. And it had, it wasn't even a mirror. It was like this polished plastic thing that looked like kind of reflected light back at you <laughs> in the galley, which was like literally a, a sink. And that was it. <laughs> no ice box, no electronics, no nothing, no canvas, you know, basicest boat ever. Um, but it was great because we went out on, our first trip, he, my friend Tom, I worked with him, and I knew he, he boated and sailed, but I didn't really know anything about it. And I think I was complaining at work over the summer 
back in 2002, I'm like, you know, I, I got a week off, but I, I can't really afford to go anywhere. I was going to go camping down at Elk Neck, but even they want like 35 bucks a night. You know, if I go down there for a week, it's still going to cost me $300 or whatever, you know? And he's like, well, I have a boat down there. He's like, we can go, go boating, go sailing, you know? I'm like, all right, sounds good. So the first trip I ever took on a sailboat was with him and my friend Chris. And uh, we got on Tom's 26-foot boat there, and we sailed down to Annapolis via Fairley Creek. And uh, the cool part was we got into Fairley Creek, and uh, we pull in, and there's like a beach bar on a spit, and then there's a marina. Yeah. (laughs) We pulled in between the marina and the beach bar, threw our anchor out the back, and threw a line up on shore onto a tree (laughs) in like a, a foot and a half of water. So we were literally walking off the back of the boat, getting into a foot of water, going up on the beach and then going to hanging out at the beach bar, you know, but we roll into dinner up at the, the marina at the restaurant, you know, mm-hmm. and we're sitting at the bar and I'm just talking to this guy and he's like, Oh, where'd you guys come from? You know, we were telling the whole story. We're sailing. He's like, Oh yeah, I have this, you know, whatever, 36 foot boat. We went to the Bahamas last year. Like all this like crazy stuff to me. I'm like, wow, this is like the, upper echelon right. of sailing you know what I mean? upper echelon. yet we're just talking about boating you know what I mean? this guy's probably got a hundred thousand hundred fifty thousand dollar yacht you know we're in a three thousand dollar mcgregor or whatever <laughs> but it was all the same thing you know yep. what i mean like the, you're still floating the you're still at the playing, club yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, the playing field is level so in that regard i think uh sailors and boaters you know kind of get along because again it comes down to that kind of factor of familiarity with just being on the water and enjoying yourself you know all that kind of stuff you get into the yacht club thing and yes there's echelons (laughs) (laughs) i mean the whole yacht club thing is is interesting i'll say that and i um while i am not a member of any yacht club yacht clubs i i completely get it you want a nice place where you know the people taking care of your boat and because right. you got the money for and that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's where we come at it. Um, you know, Hans's point, I always called it the cheapest place in the Bay, which maybe it isn't anymore because no we've way. been making improvements. No way. You know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> but anyway, the difference, I think, between a yacht club and just a marina, hmm. and you can find great social activities and, and things at marinas, but there's definitely a... a like a community of like-minded people let's say you know what i mean for the most part but yeah i've learned a lot just from the people at my boat yacht club or boat club or whatever you want to call it because we're kind of all in it together and if you show up there and you don't have crew you ask around somebody will come out sailing with you hey i'm working on this project what do you think i mean you'll get 10 different answers but somebody's going to help you well so am i being a jerk (laughs) then by poo-pooing yacht clubs or i don't know well no i think that they they deserve their own level of (laughs) (laughs) poo-pooing but i think it's you know i think you'll see this the world over I mean, you know, you, I, nobody uh, on the Eastern Shore is going to get into, like, the New York Yacht Club, you know what I mean, or the Bermuda, whatever. Somebody might on a race, <laughs> <laughs> on a race crew, but, you know. Uh, How dare you, Eddie? Yeah, I'm very fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very fancy. 
I'm very fancy, right. god damn it. <laughs> Don't you know how dainty and wonderful I am? For Christ's sake. You have a captain's hat. Look, I'm tired of taking this abuse. <laughs> right, right. Clearly, they didn't hear the pre-show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, almost anybody can walk up to any other yacht club, like on the Chesapeake Bay, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and whether they're having social functions... Uh, or your friend is a sailor and they have nobody, somebody with a boat there or whatever. You know what I mean? People are always going to be interested in, uh, you know, a community of sailors like that. So I think they're great in that regard. Whereas if you just did a marina, you may not know the people on either, you know, might, maybe you know the people next to you, but you don't know, like, the people tend down. you know, whatever. It's it's just a different thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, 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 I totally love and respect that. And I, I get really excited when people talk about their yacht clubs because... Honestly, yacht clubs are my favorite way to organize big boating trips. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the best times I've ever had in my life are when a, a club decided they were going to go and do a big charter trip with all their members. Like, that is some of the yeah. most fun times I've ever had in my <laughs> entire life because you get to take over marinas and islands and like, and all kinds of cool stuff because you're organized enough to have a club. So I, oh, I respect yeah. it. Uh, well, and a lot of the reading that I've done, you know, a lot of, especially like you, you follow Lynn Pardee on their travels around the world. Oh, yeah. Like, where do they end up most of the time? They end up at the yacht club. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, whether they're at the dock or they just say, oh, go ahead and grab that mooring or whatever. And, and you know, within half an hour of being there, they're having cheeseburgers and beers at the bar and, and you know, having a good time. Oh. And they fit right in, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> First thing isn't, oh, where's your credit card? Can you uh, pay for the slip? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to make Ed pay for everything because he's been selling boats like crazy. Yeah. Anyway, um, I thank you so much for coming. Um, I'm going to let Ed maybe say something at some point, but not really. Yeah, I'm, I'm just soaking it all okay. in, really. Well, then in that yeah. case. Well, Ed might have questions. <laughs> Is he allowed to do that? I'm not sure. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm really not, gang. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're really not. We got a stern talking uh, to before we hit record. Jeff, uh, well, I've already. Uh, sorry, sorry, Jeff. I've already. I've plugged you a little bit. I I told folks where to find you because I am. I'm really bad at giving your bumper for some reason, but I'm going to try one more time. If you are totally obsessed with Mr. Jeff Wedding the way I am, you can find him at theescapepods.com and his podcast, Shooting the Breeze podcast. Uh, You can find me on it. Uh, Have you ever talked to Ed on that podcast? I've never met Ed, but we will probably have, have to do, do an, an episode, episode at some point. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I, I might need to buy a boat for him someday. You never know. <laughs> Tell all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Funny Boat Podcast. I am your host, Captain Boomies. I've got the broker with the beard with me. Bon voyage. <laughs> you absolute <laughs> nutballs. <laughs> Sail on, Sail everybody. On. <laughs> Especially powerboaters. Sail on. <laughs>